We are thrilled to welcome Tubes & Co. Organics as this episode sponsor. Tubes & Co. is owned and run by a homeschool mom of four, Emily Tubes. She started right in her own farmhouse kitchen when she was determined to heal her daughter's eczema. The nourishing properties of grass-fed tallow sparked their best-selling tallow balms, and soon a full makeup line filled with pure, rich, and nourishing ingredients followed. Tubes & Co. believes people deserve amazing skincare and makeup that works without hormone-disrupting toxins. You can find them at tubesandco.com, T-O-U-P-S-A-N-D-C-O.com, and use coupon code 1000HOURS for 10% off. Thank you, Emily and Tubes and & Co. for sponsoring this episode. You can find the link to Tubes & Co. below in the show notes. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the 1000 Hours Outside podcast. My name is Ginny Urich. I'm the founder of 1000 Hours Outside, and I'm here wearing my Wild and Free shirt because I am with Ainsley Arment, founder of Wild and Free and author of six books now. Welcome, Ainsley. Thank you, Ginny. This is such a highlight. I'm so excited to be talking with you today. Thanks for having me. We're kicking it off. I feel like I'm starting to um, notice the passage of time by people's books because, you know, it'll be like uh, six months ago, or eight months ago, talking about, oh, I've got this book coming out at the end of August and it seems so far away. And then now we're here. It's here. Yes. And so many friends have books coming out this year and it's been a really fun summer to see that. Yeah. But it's flown by. It's the coolest. So many. It's such a neat thing. All our friends. So I was staking claim to the title that I was the first pre-order, which I don't know if I was, but I've also gotten to read the book ahead of time, which this is a highlight, Ainsley. I know you love to read too. And so all of a sudden I'm in this position where people send me free books, the pre-proof. The pre-pre. <laughs> yeah, before it actually hits the shelf. So it's such a treat to be able to read. And so what I do, Ainsley, when I prepare for podcasts is I go through and I take notes. I'm trying to pull out topics and themes and I put little hearts next to the things that just fill my heart touch mm. my soul and your book is filled with so many of those little hearts you have such a way with words and such a way of framing things in a way that stop and make you think and really are worded in a way that help you remember so well mm. done on book number six thank you thank you could you ever have imagined having six books never never in a million years so it's definitely surreal to be in this place. You're one of two people that has this book. <laughs> oh, I just so. loved it. I loved it so much. So it's the Wild and Free Family, forging your own path to a life full of wonder, adventure, and connection. And we're going to talk about that for a little bit today. Not quite as long as usual because we were out of power earlier. It came back on kind of in the nick of time, but it's cutting us a little bit short. But there's going to be a lot to talk about. So thanks for joining us. Do you want to tell us real quick about the other books? And then we'll land on this one. Sure. It's like all the, yeah, the first book mm -hmm. I, I wrote that came out in 2019 is The Call of the Wild and Free. And that is all about reclaiming wonder in our children's education. It's kind of the, I guess, the anthem of my heart when the Wild and Free movement came about, what it's all about, as well as ways that we can reclaim wonder in our and you know reclaiming childhood really but how do we reclaim wonder in our children's education mm -hmm. um talks about the wild and free values and all of that and then we have four supplemental kind of activity books that are full of pictorial tutorials um really as ways to bring those philosophies to life in your homeschooling in your family life. So mm -hmm. handcrafts, book club, holiday, and nature. And those are some of the values of Wild and Free. So that is a really fun and um, 
I love that collection for Christmas. Um, I know mm-hmm. probably maybe even before then, like October, November, I think Harper Collins is coming out with a book set of all of those activity books. So you can buy them all wow. together as gifts, which wow. is really fun. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So this is the sixth in the series. Uh, yeah. And yeah. Wow. Kind of the anthem of my heart. Yeah. The wild and free family. So you're talking about not just going with the flow and Josh and I sat down and talked about it actually last night of being more intentional. And so you sort of start off with this topic of we're going through the motions, we're busy, we're tired. And I love what you said about how if we don't make the decisions, the decisions are made for us. So can you talk about that and what you guys have done to be more intentional about creating a family culture? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's just, you know, you said it exactly, but I'll try to elaborate a little bit and just that um, every family has a culture and it can, you know, either be something that's very intentional or if you don't really take the time to carve out what your values are and what you want as a family, because as you know, and you even talked about in your book, like how fast it goes by mm-hmm. and, you know, how many minutes, I think you even said that childhood, um, that, that makes up childhood. But um, if we aren't intentional as families and particularly as parents to do that, society already has um, a formula for you to fall into. And of course, not everybody goes about it the same way, but essentially there's so much activity. There's so much going mm. on um, between school and activities and then other families and Instagram and just talking with a mom this morning, um, randomly in public, but she was saying how she's like, I just want, she just came up to me and started talking to me about this, not knowing anything about me, but said, you know, I don't know. I just got off the phone with my husband and I just told him, I want something different. My son is four and time is clicking by and we're just in the day-to-day routine. And I want to do something really radical and adventurous with our lives and I want it to count. And but yeah, that's that's it. That's what it is. It's yeah. stopping. And when you have those moments just saying, um, what are we going to do about that? And mm-hmm. when it comes to forming a family culture, um, you know, every family has a unique family culture. Um for yeah. us, family dinners are really important. Our lives are really busy. We've got five kids, um, six all the way to 18. Um, our days look really different for each one of us. So family dinners are a thing. We don't do family breakfasts. We don't do family mm. lunches. Our lives are too crazy for that. But family dinners um, are just our thing. We come together for that every evening. And pizza Friday pizza movie night is something that came about just randomly. We just started doing it and then it became a thing. And then few years in, I remember there was this one time where another family invited us over and I was like, Hey guys, you guys want to go over to our friend's house for dinner? And they looked at me like I had just suggested canceling Christmas, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, I thought in my mind, I was thinking, well, we could do pizza movie night tomorrow or another mm-hmm. night. Um, but it's something we kind of hold sacred in our, in our household and certain adventurous trips that we take every year and things mm-hmm. like that. So I think when it comes to family culture, it's about living out your values. And that is what your family culture is. Yeah. So You said something in the book that helped me understand better why it's so hard. You said family culture leaks. 
And that phrase stuck with me so much because I think it's one thing to have these values conversations and to make these decisions of the things that we want to do, but it's another to execute them and continue to execute them amidst the busy. And so you say we have to be relentless defenders of our culture, of our family culture. And, and I like what you said in there too, that sometimes we abandon it for a little bit. We have work pressures, we have different seasons. That gave me a lot of hope because we've had that, you know, where all of a sudden you feel like you're in this dip. We had set out this intention to be living this way, to be reading aloud as a family, to be doing these different things and, and you find yourself in a place where you're not doing those things. And so that that was hopeful for me and a reminder that we have to go at it and to make sure that we that we do it. You said our lives are centered as a culture on activity. Mm -hmm. and not community. Do you find that a, a lot of moms, I think this is maybe one of the biggest things is that we're dealing with that pressure to be busy. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's kind of a badge of honor, right? And mm -hmm. um, to, to be busy. And I remember, I think it was 2020 at a Wild and Free conference, Rochelle Baberna was speaking and she told this story about a conversation she overheard between moms that she was in with a group. And this one mom said, hey, do you want to, to this other mom, like something, invited her to something. Do you want to do this? And the mom said, um, I'm so sorry, I can't do it. And she goes, oh, it's okay. You're busy. I understand. And she said, no, I'm not busy. I just don't want to be busy. Mm. And it was probably, you know, we've all been in those positions where yeah. it'd be much easier to say yes. It's actually hard, I think, to turn down opportunities, especially when they're good opportunities. Um, and it's, it's figuring out like, what is, what is good and what is really great? And what do you have to say no to, to make room for, um, creating a family culture, um, that breathes, but that also lives out our, our values, you know, and it's, it's true. I mean, the idea of family culture leaks is that, you know, it just, if you don't uphold it, if you aren't fighting for it, if you aren't saying every Friday night, if somebody asks us to go out, mm -hmm. it's a, it's a no, like our family does keep family pizza movie night together. And, um, and yes, there are times where we diverge from all of those things and, um, we have to get back on track and sometimes seasons change and we don't keep the same rhythms going. We can form new ones. You know, I'm sure for new seasons with adult children or growing children that some things might change. Um, but um, for, you know, we had a season where every night we took our bikes down to the boardwalk and had family bike rides. Wow. And that didn't, it wasn't sustainable to do that nightly. <laughs> um, but it's something we still enjoy doing when we can. Um, but doing things like that, um, that bring you all together, you know, somebody might be listening and think, gosh, like our family can't have family dinners every night. My husband works till eight or, um, my son has a job or, you know, whatever it is mm -hmm. that keeps that. And it's, it's not meant to be that you replicate someone else's, mm -hmm. um, family culture and their values, but finding out, um, just looking at your own life and, and what are the things that your family values? That's your family culture. And then, and then do whatever you can to fight for it and protect it. Mm -hmm. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Question, what's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? 
read a few chapters of that book, start painting that guest bedroom, tackle that pile of laundry, play a card game with your kids. A lot of us spending our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. If you're feeling stuck, therapy is something that can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is a wonderful thing. It can help you learn positive coping skills or show you how to navigate properly setting boundaries. With BetterHelp, it's easy to get started. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try and visit BetterHelp.com slash 1000 hours to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 1000 hours. Eating better is easy with Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. So get started today and get after your goals. Some of the things we love about Factor are their two-minute meals. You can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Our kids love the pancakes, smoothies, and more. And there's a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, including midday bites. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And remember, to sign up and save, we've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash outside50 and use code outside50 to get 50% off. That's code outside50 at factormeals.com slash outside50 to get 50% off. Yeah, um, I think that's that is what I got out of the book, which is stop and think about it and make sure you've thought about it because otherwise you're riding this wave and it's someone else's wave. It's someone else's institution that you're upholding instead of what you value but then this other piece of making sure that you're coming back to it here and there not only for the sake of kids growing but also for the sake of not losing it i loved that part of rochelle's story in the book Mm -hmm. i read it a couple times it's really powerful because i think so often we feel like we can only say no when we have something else going on and and we truly are busy and we have a a truly valid excuse but i loved how how that was worded i i don't want to be busy so i'm saying no i'm protecting that time i think you know when you when you see families especially I think our audience has a lot of moms with younger kids and I remember when all of our kids were younger and you feel like you're paddling in the dark you don't really know what's coming you I remember feeling very nervous about making different decisions that look different than the people around me but I did it because I'd read books and heard of other people that had done it and thought well it worked for them so I'm gonna put some trust that this will also work for our family. And so you said in the book that your kids aren't taking any, I thought this was a big statement, Ainsley, my kids aren't taking any advanced placement courses. They're not starring in any upcoming productions. They aren't running for class president. They aren't winning sports championships, but they are still growing beautifully and they're blooming at their own pace. And you had the story of a NASA engineer who got a 2.4 GPA in his first college semester and just said grades ultimately 
are not what matter. It's curiosity, it's persistence, it's these other things. And it's not to say that starring in a play is the wrong thing or taking an advanced placement course. It's, it's about choosing what's going to make your kids bloom. So where have you found the strength to slough off some of those things that society would deem very important? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Some days I don't feel like I have the strength to do that. Um, And I think even just writing that and putting it in the book was an act of um, living into the strength that I want to have to Mm -hmm. say those kind of things and to be really um, happy about it and proud about it because that's just the story of our family and our kids Mm -hmm. right now. And exactly. It's not that those things are wrong. In fact, they're wonderful things like Mm -hmm. looking at other families and even homeschool families that are saying no to other things in order for their kids to have this childhood where they can star in plays and do all these amazing things that follow their passions. They aren't necessarily my kids' passions. And so it's, it's looking at the kids that we have and what, um, What's that, you know, what do we value as a family and what do my kids value? What are things that they are interested in, even if it isn't um, what society would deem, you know, awardable? (laughs) Right. It is it is an interesting thing to not do what everyone else is doing. But I have found you you gain strength through doing it. And that's that's the only kind of the only way is is through and you do it and then you think, well, it worked last time for these other things. So maybe maybe it's going to work in the future. We're in the Well, we're in the society where we're we've really devalued childhood uh, mm-hmm. as as a whole. And you talk so much in your book about childhood innocence, really interesting points about the things that kids have to go through and as a society, how we're we kind of slough that off. It's it's not really that big of a deal. These kids are growing up faster. What do you think the point of childhood is? Hmm. Yeah, I don't think anyone wanted to destroy childhood. I don't think that was how, um, you know, the past several decades, past century, um, we're thinking, having to think about things we didn't have to 100 years ago, um, 50 years ago. But yeah. Um, You know, I don't think anyone set out to destroy childhood at the expense of children themselves. And yet it's happened slowly and quickly all at once. Um, It's been giving them great opportunities. It's the, you know, the, the, all the activities, all the good things out there, all the programs, all the things that have come about that are really wonderful in a lot of ways. Um, but for kids to be a part of them, it meant sacrificing something else and it meant taking away their play, meant taking away their free time, taking away their imagination, just those long spans of time to wonder, to be bored. Um, Kim John Payne says that we need to prescribe boredom three times a day because that's where we're at right now. Kids used to be able to be bored, but now it's really hard. So he prescribes it to parents, you know, not, not to kids. Like it's not your boredom time, but for parents, I think really to remember um, the value of boredom and time where they aren't doing anything where they can get lost in their heads. They can get lost in a game. Um, So I think, you know, I think the, the value of childhood is um, the, what we want is healthy adults and, what we're finding through research and um, 
just all of the neurobiology and child development, everything that's coming out. There's an article in the New York Times a few years ago by I think somebody named Marie Wynn. And she said that what we what we wanted was to treat our start treating our kids more adult-like, you know, just mm. thinking that they could handle it. And what we did was actually um, prevent their them being able to mature. And the adults are now saying it was too much. It was too much. Mm. And now I feel um, lost. Now I feel um, kind of handicapped moving forward because um, because they didn't have a childhood. And mm. so I think that it's it's coming out that, you know, we don't give our kids a childhood because um, it's a catchphrase now to protect childhood. And we don't chase wonder because that's all the rage and chasing wonder in homeschooling. We do it simply for childhood's sake, simply mm-hmm. for wonder's sake, not to produce, not because, and it is, it is the key to learning. It is the key to becoming healthy, but we can do it just by getting back to the basics and not even having to explain the reason, you know, we can just get back to the the core belief that having a whole childhood is what produces healthy adults. And that um, when we give our kids a childhood, um, it's all the more important now when we have such a, you know, a super highly functioning civilization with so much going on. It's all the more important that they have this time that is nurtured and protected. Isn't that interesting? You, mm-hmm. I think that problem is, is that it's counterintuitive. Mm-hmm. And I was just looking at that sentence on, on my page of notes here where you put a highly complicated civilization cannot afford to short line, shorten the period of nurture and protection of its immature mm-hmm. members. Uh, oh, yeah, that's a big statement. And it is counterintuitive because you think, well, things are such a fast pace and I've got to make sure my kids can keep up with this fast pace and I've got to give them the technology early and all these things. But, you know, when you look at the value of play and you talk about how much kids are learning through those simple experiences, this is what's setting them up. Everyone wants to start their year off on the right foot. And for me, that means making sure I'm eating well and have enough energy to do everything I want to do. But I'm not going to run to the butcher every day to get a fresh cut of quality meat. That's why Good Chop is such a lifesaver for our family. Good Chop offers fully customizable boxes of high-quality meat and seafood delivered to your door on your schedule. Their products are vacuum-sealed and frozen at peak freshness, so you can stock your freezer and cook when you want. We had a somewhat last-minute get-together recently, and it was so incredibly convenient to just head to the freezer and pull out a couple bags of Good Chop's hamburger patties to whip up some burgers quickly. They were so delicious. Besides being delicious, it's important to know it won't cost you a fortune either. Good Chop's price per meal starts at just $3.74. Go to goodchop.com outside120 and use code outside120 to get $120 off across your first four boxes. That's code outside120 at goodchop.com outside120 for $120 off. Goodchop.com outside120 code outside 120. When the skies open up while others seek shelter, I embrace the rain. Heading to my favorite hike, the raindrops are like a soothing melody and my vessies ensure each step is dry and comfortable, turning a simple outing into a rather delightful experience. 
Whenever my kids and I are stepping into a great outdoors adventure, I love wearing Vessi's Stormburst boots to capture the beauty of springtime landscapes. Their robust style is perfect for our nature excursions, adding a little dash of elegance to our outdoor explorations. This spring, transform how you view wet weather with Vessi. Their Dymatex technology makes their shoes not just waterproof, but a stylish barrier against rain and puddles. Whether it's a sudden downpour or a planned seaside walk, Vessi shoes ensure your feet stay dry and comfortable. Embrace the essence of spring with Vessi. From chic city walks to adventurous treks, find the perfect pair for your lifestyle at Vessi.com outside and enjoy an automatic 15% off your first order upon checkout. That's V-E-S-S-I dot com slash outside for 15% off your first order. A quick word from today's sponsor, Tubes & Co. Organics. They carry skincare, makeup, balms, deodorant, and baby products. So make sure you hop on over to their website and you will find things like dry shampoo, organic body oil, liquid foundation, nourishing lipstick, mineral makeup, long lash mascara, all sorts of different kinds of balms, baby wash, and baby shampoo, and more. You can use code 1000HOURS to get 10% off your order. I love the boredom thing. I remember Kim John Payne saying something like, it's when our body releases neurotoxins. And mm-hmm. so otherwise we're having this build up, build up, build up. And if we're not having, so that three times a day, it's allowing kids to clear their systems. It's so good. And it helps your family. Yes, you so many beautiful quotes and things in the book and uh, books I hadn't read. So that's always exciting to me. I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay, it's going to take me down a rabbit, oh, a rabbit well, trail. And you, and you are very well read. So there's a lot fun. of new things in there. And I, <laughs> and I just loved it. And you talked about your own experiences. You talked about your parents being divorced and and you having to take the role of caring for your younger brother in custody situations. And, and when I used to teach, my kids have really hard things that they go through. And mm-hmm. your book pointed to this sort of resiliency. There's going to be hard things, but if we can still value that protection over preparation, just protecting that space of childhood, that even when there are hard things and you're walking through the hard, that, that that's going to help our children to be successful. I love that you always include this message for mothers and for parents that in this protection of childhood that we are thriving and you said you said these huge quotes Ainsley you said I am everything I am because I have been a mother these past 18 years and you have a a message that values motherhood I think it's very powerful it values the process of motherhood which I think in society is sometimes portrayed as it's gonna zap you you know it's gonna take everything away you're gonna lose yourself but I, my path is similar to yours. I think I found a new and better side of myself through being a mother. So tell me about that message. Is that a big message you're attempting to share through your writing that motherhood holds value? Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I believe that I am more than just a mother. And I also know that I wouldn't be who I am today without being a mother. I believe that I can cherish motherhood and my children and want to be with them more than anything. And it can also be the thing that wipes me out more than anything in the world. And I need a break from, and I also fail at it all the time. I don't think that we have to be with our kids every minute of the day Mm -hmm. to be a good mother, to be a good enough mother. And I think that at the same time, we hit these roadblocks where 
something in us says, um, this is feeling too much. There's overwhelm inside. I don't know if I was cut out to do this um, full-time, part-time, you know, whatever, it feels too much. And being able to sit with that feeling and to maybe get a little break or or whatever it is that you need to do to restore your passion for motherhood is okay. Um, but at the same time, being able to sit with that feeling and then knowing that you can grow through it, you can, mm -hmm. you can go through that and it doesn't make you a bad mother. And it doesn't mean that you have to keep things the same, but it also doesn't mean that you aren't cut out for this because we're all in process, right? Mm -hmm. You know, our kids are in process but we are in process together. We've never done this before. They came into our lives and we can, we can become together. Mm -hmm. Well, and you said about grandparents, it's like they've had this full span of time to really sort through it all, to yeah. sort through the passage of time and to sort through those hard feelings and to have accomplished it, to have reached a finish line of sorts. Not that you're mm -hmm. ever finished with your parenting, but a finish line of sorts as kids become adults. And you say, you know, sometimes they needed that entire childhood to grow into the people that they are. And, and I love that. And then you said their lives will always trace back to you. Can mm -hmm. you talk about that a little bit, which I know is a sensitive one, but, but you framed it in the the chapter about uh, when your mother was passing away. Mm, yeah, yeah. I'm in the chapter that I talk about that. I share a story about my mother's hands and how I remember um, her hands because they had these really prominent veins in them, and I used to trace the lines on them. And um, as a as a little girl, and just trying to, you know reconcile will my hands look like that one day I remember thinking I hope not <laughs> um but then as I as I grew into an adult and then became a mother I saw how my hands were becoming my mother's hands and um and she, you know my mother passed away 10 years ago um but as she was, as we were caring for her, she lived with us in her final months. And as I was caring for her, I remember just holding her hand and tracing her hand again and, and just being so grateful that, um, that I had my mother's hands, but also thinking about the lifelines, you know, how our veins carry our blood and it leads to the heart and, and the whole process. And just how, um, really when I look at my hands now and see my mother, um, I can see how my life is traced back to hers. And yeah. so, yeah. And you had such beautiful parts about how you're, is it both the younger girls? They didn't get to meet her mm -hmm. and just tracing back even through your home. You say, little do they know that each and every day they walk the same halls. My mother used to walk. They sleep in the same bedroom where she tucked me into bed each night. They eat at the kitchen table where my mother served countless meals, stayed up late to drink tea and talk with me after a night out there, walking in her footsteps and experiencing her legacy, whether they know it or not. Mm. Wow, Ainsley. <laughs> Your book is so good. It's so good. That's what I say. I'm hurting everything. There's just it's full of so many meaningful stories and meaningful reminders. I know we don't have that much time, but I'd love to end with this concept that I found throughout the book that there is power in the little things that this doesn't have to be grandiose. So one example, one thing that you wrote is there's nothing more thrilling to a child than for a parent to stop the earth from spinning and crouch down to their level to play. And I, I'm really reading the whole, I'm not even reading the whole book. It's so good. I don't even know. 
Uh, well, then you say, and then you say the two most, there's from research, the two most important factors for developing a child are movement and a parent's touch. I mean, these, it's a reminder that it doesn't have to be so complicated. So since we're wrapping it up, you know, parents that are feeling overwhelmed, this is coming out in back to school time. I think when there is a lot of pressure, kids are coming home with permission slips and there's sports things and there's fundraisers and there's all sorts of things. What would you say to parents who are navigating this back to school time and wanting to preserve their family culture? Hmm. I would say that just to remember that in the midst of it all, there's going to be so much that's coming at us all the time that we can choose what not to do, that we can say no to some things. We can sit down with our kids if for five minutes, for 10 minutes. As I ran out of the house this morning, my daughter said, mom, when you get back, will you play mouses with me? And I said, sure. You know, just that invitation to play. And, you know, I just think, I said yes, and I will absolutely follow through, even if it's just 15 minutes, because there's going to be a day where she doesn't ask me to sit mm-hmm. and come to come home and play mouses with her, you know? Mm-hmm. And we may not be able to give them hours and hours of that every day, but to to look for the little ways that you can do that, mm-hmm. to say, yes, I can do that for 15 minutes. Dinner can be 15 minutes later. And that kids are not only seeking to learn through that connection, but they're learning all the time. So Mm -hmm. no matter their struggles, no matter the gaps that you're seeing, no matter the, all the things that we worry about and fear for our children to know that when we give our kids the time and the space to be kids and to play, that we, that they're learning all the time, you Mm -hmm. know, that the, the, the time to foster imagination and curiosity and wonder Um, And also that you're doing a good job. You're doing what you need to do. You know, Mm -hmm. we're, we're following our hearts and we're, you know, getting up and we're having glorious moments and glorious failures all in the same day. And that each day is a new day to Mm -hmm. start over, to keep growing, to keep healing ourselves so that we can make space and hold space and give grace to our children. So you're doing it. That's so beautiful. You strike such a great balance of grace and then also, you know, that push to really to be intentional and to think about it. And there was a whole um, section about I vow, you know, I vow to, to really to go at it and to try hard and and on these specific things. And there was a quote there about how um, that the negative interactions, they use up valuable relational capital. So it's you, you there's truth in there about that this matters but also this mixture of grace and forgiveness and not living in a, a space of regret, but really trying to look to the future and, and the present and do what we can. You say our family was made for more and to think through how we're how we're orchestrating that. So Ainsley Congrats, The Wild and Free Family. It's beautiful, just like how all the other books are beautiful and for and it's gonna look so great on my shelf. I I, I pre-ordered, so I've got the actual one coming. But the um yes. They, you know, they all match. That's good. That's fun. You know, they all, they all look so cool. So the wild and free family forging your own path to a life full of wonder, adventure and connection. It comes out at the end of August. Um, Ainsley, you know what I love too is it's got the it's got the part at the beginning where it says also by Ainsley Arment. It's got all your other books. And then in the back, learn more about wild and free. There's a website. There's an Instagram. There's a Facebook, a conference, a farm village, a podcast content bundles and groups. Ainsley, you're doing so much and it's so incredible. 
I'm so proud of you. I'm so honored that I even know you at all. Uh, you're doing so many things that matter in the world. And so thank you for another absolutely wonderful book that's so touching. And like I said, it, it prompted conversations between Josh and I just last night about, you know, is our culture leaking and what are the things that we really want to value and are we doing them? And you know, how often should we be touching back and to make sure that we're doing these things. And um, he even posted about it last night. I was preparing for this and, you know, he could have just been doing nothing and he went and played a game with the kids and it was super fun. And that's what you're doing is you're just giving those beautiful, gentle, but truthful reminders that that this time is fleeting and it matters. So, so mm. thank you, Ainsley. I love, I, I you, love the book. Thank you for your book. Thank oh, you you're your book. sweet. It pairs perfectly with Ginny's 1,000 hours outside. <laughs> I really do think it pairs so beautifully together. I love that you say that it, this book, it's not just about getting outside, but it is about the beautiful art of building a family. I yeah. love that. I'm like, it's yeah. the perfect, you even write in the beginning, to pursue the life you never knew you always wanted. I feel mm. like that is the wild and free family. Yeah. So um, yeah. anyway, yeah. It's a big it's a big year for books. And I, I think that that seems to be the theme, a big theme, which is, you know, this realization that time is fleeting and we can create the life that we want to create. And it doesn't have to look like everyone else's. So Ainsley, can we wrap it up with a memory? We end with a favorite outdoor childhood memory, but we did that last time. So it's always tricky when someone comes on again. <laughs> but, but how about a memory with your five? Um, just a simple outdoor memory that you cherish that was with your five kids. Mm. One of my favorite memories that it has to do with family culture, but years ago when my, um, actually before Millie was born, but we, I wanted to take our kids to out to Colorado for family camp at a camp out there. So we took our boys and Annie and we ended up going out there every year, renting the camp out, started doing that for wild and free and having families come. And, you know, in the midst of trying to create this experience for other families, what we didn't realize we were actually doing was creating these amazing memories for our kids too. And so it's just a highlight to go back, even going back to the same place, even without doing family camp, but we go back to Colorado and so that feels like a special place and where a lot of, a lot of sweet memories were made with the five yeah. of the yeah. Of mine. yeah, I love that you say travel every chance you get. Having mm -hmm. kids is a reason to travel, never a reason to stay home. There's a people have to get the book because there's a story about Bigfoot in there. There's all sorts <laughs> of stuff. It's there, fantastic. There is. So, yeah. So Ainsley, thank you so much. I can't wait to see you at we're coming to uh, Farm Village this year for the Yay. fiction in the forest. And we will be at the conference in Franklin. So I can't wait to see you in person. I can't wait. Thank you so much, Jenny. Thank you. Thanks again, Tubes & Co. Organics, for sponsoring today's episode. Tubes & Co. believes that skincare products that nourish and restore can come from simple, wholesome ingredients. They provide beauty inspired by nature. Check out all they have to offer, as well as their blog, which teaches about oil cleansing, how to choose natural deodorant, how to heal stretch marks and scars, and more. You can check them out at tubesandco.com, T-O-U-P-S-A-N-D-C-O.com and use code 1000hours for 10% off your order. If you like this show, there's a decent chance you'll also enjoy the Shameless Mom Academy. Hi, I'm Sarah Dean, the founder and host of the Shameless Mom Academy. The Shameless Mom Academy is a podcast for moms that centers moms more than it centers your kids. I'm not going to teach you how to make baby food or how to make your three-year-old or 13-year-old stop having tantrums. Instead, I'm going to bring you back to yourself. For the last 20 years, I've been helping moms through growth and transformation. 
Inside the Shameless Mom Academy, I help you identify who you are and who you are becoming. Look, motherhood is hard. It brought me to my knees many times and sometimes still does. Returning to who I am and who I am becoming allows me to decide how to show up in all those sticky motherhood moments, but also in all my other relationships and in all the ways I show up in my various communities. So come check out the Shameless Mom Academy wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm willing to bet you'll leave feeling a little inspired and maybe even completely fired up. And you'll probably laugh a few times because I promise we never take ourselves too seriously over here. With 700 episodes to choose from, you're likely going to find something that sparks and speaks to you inside the Shameless Mom Academy.